You are listening to Wednesday Wonders on the Mutual Audio Network. Be amazed. The following audio drama is rated PG-13, suggesting that all children under the age of 13 should listen accompanied with an adult. This is Bill Holwig, writer and producer of 2109 Black Sun Rising. Before tonight's show begins, I have to, well, bring everyone some bad news. Chip Joel, who played Ray Milano in 2109, this evening's episode, has passed on to the great starways in the sky. He was a talented actor, a very good person. And I'd like to call him a friend. It's sad to bring this kind of news to you, but please remember Chip. He he was just always there. And when I first started casting this show, it was about two and a half years ago. So I still have two episodes worth of lines left from Chip. So he'll be with us in spirit and, well, thankfully, just an honor to know him. Again, please remember Chip, and I am dedicating this episode of 2109 Black Sun Rising to the memory of Chip Joel. May fair winds following seas guide you, my friend. The following audio drama is rated PG-13 for Pretty Gory. You may experience swearing, violence, and sexual situations that you engage in often, hopefully never, and only in your dreams. Parents need to watch your children. They could learn more than you want them to. Hey, Jillian, I was thinking, after your pregame show taping, why don't I pick you up and we can go get some Italian from... What's wrong? What? Wrong! Yeah, you look like you're crying. What did I... You son of a bitch! That was Conan Kayandra! Shit. Look, I... You've been boinking her, as she put it, while seeing me? Yeah, right. Look, she's crazy. It's not And you know what else she said? She said that she and I are best friends. And I barely know she exists. She took me to Rio for my birthday last year, and I don't even remember her being there. <sighs> she said that. You know what else? She said more. Of course she did. What else? She called me a replicant! Shit. A clone! Something about Dr. Dane? What is she talking about? Look, she's crazy. Shit. She mentioned Dr. Dane. Get out! Hey, shit! That was a $100,000 vase. The one that I gave you before your trip to Rio from the Ming fucking dynasty. A little fucking respect for the Ming, please. I barely remember the trip to Rio, you asshole! Get out! Hey! I'm out of here. Just stop Get throwing!
son of a bitch. I gotta do something drastic and quick about Carmen. Shit. This is gonna send Jillian over the edge knowing the truth. Dane was supposed to have cerebral blockers to avoid this shit. But first... Dr. Dane, we need to talk. When? Try now. I'm on my way there. Shit, forgot my pants. Could this day get any worse? Yes. Broken Sea Audio Productions presents 2109 Black Sun Rising, an original science fiction drama. Episode 3 Asteroid Alpha, located halfway between Alpha and the Earth. First contact has occurred. Pike and the crew of the Asimov 3, light years from home, now must deal with the consequences. Back on the Earth, CIA OSS Director Carlson's betrayals, dalliances, and covert illegal black operations are all now coming to light, all of which could destroy him and possibly topple the world power. Director Carlson is not pleased, and this makes Carlson and his solar OSS even more dangerous. of the Asimov 3 mission on Asteroid Alpha. The year now, 2107 AD.
What do you have that's so important, Ensign? Look at this. What is that? That's why I called you two up here to the command cabin. I don't know. Dr. Rand? It's in the general path you sent the scouting mission on. Oh, this just gets better and better. Cannon navigator. Go on. Sarah and I were... Ensign Shields. Uh-huh. Ensign Shields and I were scanning the ruins south of the Asimov Three, the ones we first noticed after landing. Okay. Those were next on the list to check out. But what did you find? While running normal topographical data scans, the ship's sensors to the north went off the scales. And then we found... this. Some kind of sphere like the others, but... Is that radiation it's giving off? No. No idea what kind of energy it is, but it's intense. I think we may have found something capable of making the transmissions we were sent out here to find. But that's just conjecture, Captain. It's the sphere Sergeant Hellsper went to investigate, and her scouting party hasn't reported in. Ah, heard enough. Dr. Rand, raise the scouting party on the comms. I'm breaking out the artillery. Commander Hightower, assemble the crew outside now. Aye, sir. Come on, Anson. Aye. Take a bit fast about the ranks. Yes, this is just fine. Captain, if it's okay, I'll stay here and keep an eye on the object while attempting to raise the scouting party. I've never shot a weapon in my life anyway. Done. Alert me if anything changes. Oh, I will. <sighs> Captain. Oh, I will. Transport will shine like new, even after a transit to the series colony in the asteroid belt. Fucking Carlson. Now I have to meet this son of a bitch. Shit. And I forgot to order takeout and I'm fucking hungry. Shit. So, it's commissary lunchtime. Wonderful. And with the intergalactic shams out, your transport will shine like new, even after a transit to the series colony in the asteroid belt. I'm the fucking head of the science arm of Carlson's Black Ops. My laboratory offices are located in a thousand-story skyscraper fucking named after me. I make more money than most third world countries combined, and the fucking gourmet lunch, fucking special for its CEO, namely me, is Jesus. Pseudo fucking baloney. I must have been wasted when I designed that strand of edible fake fucking meat. Shit.
At least my malted whiskey is a masterstroke of fucking genius. Dr. Dave. What the? You? My lunch. Shit. Are you quite through, Dr. Shit. What is it with you, Carlson? Is sneaking up and fucking with people part of your fucking DNA? Yeah. Something like that. That's my commissary lunch I spilled there on the sidewalk. You should try it. Baked meat tastes like ass right up your alley. Funny. For someone whom I almost signed the orders to terminate 30 minutes ago, your sense of comedic timing is impeccable. Shit. <clears throat> ah, do I have your attention? Good. Now you listen to me, you sorry motherfucker. That fucking shit you pulled with Kyandra and Jillian could compromise everything. I don't like that. So back the fuck off. We're that gentleman in the burka. See him over there? The idiot prostrated on the grass by the pink flamingos? Yeah, I see him. You don't get it, do you? Oh, do you continue? Anyway, the fucking loser praying for his path to 40 fucking virgins will go from being an annoying religious lawn jockey fanatic pissing on federally funded land to a dangerous tactical, tactical hydrogen bomb carrying nut job real fucking fast. And as he activates his come hither a la grenade strapped to his balls, you get to find out real fucking quick what the great beyond has in store for hydrogen-soaked scientists with a penchant for young you, Carlson. Through? What did you say? It's English. Pay attention. If you think I'm sitting here unprotected, you're fucking more ignorant than you look. Fuck you. What are you talking the about? The squirrels. The fish in the pond over there. The larger insects. What about them? These are bots. Taser bots? Really? You do realize that being head of the solar OSS, I never go anywhere without being fully armed. Armor I designed. <laughs> anyway, back to these new environmentally safe gizmos I've been toying with. I didn't even kill a lab rat designed with them. The EPA will canonize me. <laughs> Get to the point. Oh, I will. Now do pay attention, Director. While your fanatic over there plays with himself trying to reach the afterlife via the hydrogen bomb expressway, you will already be wishing you were dead. Why, you may ask. The genetically altered and robotically enhanced cute and cuddly fauna here in the park in front of Dane Towers all have their targeting solutions locked and ready to fire with your nuts. The prime objective. You sorry hey, motherfucker! There's more! I also have override built into their weapon system and fed into the local Wi-Fi. You sorry syphilitic... <sighs> so fucking what? This fucking what? If you so much as attempt to harm me, the electrical power grid of this wonderful city of yours gets fed through you via your family jewels. So though I may get blown to hydrogen hell, you will be screaming in octaves well above the human ear before we both meet Burka Boy's virgins under a hydrogen rainbow. <laughs> Check your move. We are getting nowhere. You noticed. That crap you pulled with Kyandra and Jillian screwed up a lot of shit. If you were anyone else... You'd be dead. What do you want? Give me all the vids and data of the shit you keep hanging over my head. And wipe it from all your networks, saves, hard drives, clouds, anywhere else you have that blackmail bullshit hidden. That's all. 
And don't try to fuck with me because I'll know if you retain any copies. Trust me on that. Do that, Carlson, and I'll quit calling all your jiggle pots and letting them know how big an ass you can be. Jesus. What's in the flask? Dr. Dane's finest malt whiskey. Here, new strain. Try it. Damn, that's smooth. <laughs> well, I did make it. <laughs> we have a deal? Yeah, it was getting old threatening you with the same old shit anyway. <laughs> I need to find more dirt on I'm you. I'm sure you will. <laughs> Here. Thanks. Damn you, take big swigs, Carlson. <laughs> oh. One more thing. What one thing? Do you have anything going on with Kyan? Anything sexually? She's a bit old for my taste. She's 23. Oh, right. I forgot. What are you talking about? Who are you calling? Phoenix 69. Phoenix 69? She's in the country? Fuck, man. What are you thinking? Best exterminator operative I have. <clears throat> You should know you altered it. Shit. Phoenix 69, this is Carlson. This is the fucking room. <clears throat> Both the beach and the bikini have been good for you on your week off. Yeah, where were you? Cleaning shop. But to business. Code tabloid is a go. Good. Yeah, Wish I could have seen that. I bet. When? Do you ever not try to screw everything in? Fuck off, Dave. What? Not you. Fucking geek scientist with lab report bullshit. As for the job, I need it done yesterday, and I don't care how you do it or what she suffers. Comprende? Dad, that's you in the sauna after, keep your life. Oh, I'm lucky. Ciao. Sleeping with that psycho witch is both fucking crazy and fucking dangerous. Jesus, what did you just... Solve the Carmen Kyander problem with finality, and you never heard that. Have a good day, Dr. Dane, and I'll let you know when your file has been cleansed. It's good to know we're back on the same team again, isn't it? Shit. Oh, and when you have a chance, please, send me a case of that whiskey. Some of your best work. Good day, Doctor. everyone assembled, Navigator? Aye, sir. All present and accounted for, with the exception of Dr. Rand, who's monitoring the object and communications on board. You can see that we're all here. Crew's not that big, sir. Something on your mind, Lieutenant Commander Wentworth? Oh, lots of things. Then we will discuss them after I am through. Until then, can it? Sir. Back to what I was saying. As you can see, I'm now armed. We have a situation on our hands. The scout team hasn't reported in, and at present we can't raise them on comms. The aliens fear that they went to investigate has started emanating unknown energy. Without knowing what or whom we're up against from here on out, everyone is armed. Ensign Shields, here. Plasma assault rifles. Here's yours. Get familiar with it. Everyone gets one. See to it. Aye. 
As of now, people, we will start standing four-hour watches in pairs, patrolling the perimeter of our base camp, plus a watch in the command cabin 24-7. Everyone stands a watch and everyone stays alert. I don't need to tell you the importance of this. We are our own keepers, saviors, protectors. There's no one else. The nearest colony is back on Pluto, well over a light year away, and we've got the only ship capable of FTL built by man, to my knowledge. And before you say it, Ensign Shields, I know there are others under construction by various other United Nations partners back home. My point is, we can only count on this crew and this crew alone if we are to survive. First patrol is Lieutenant Commander Wentworth and... I don't think so, Dylan. You don't want to do this. Why is that? Lush? Et tu, Brute? Lieutenant Rochelle? Go ahead, drunk. Move. Give me a reason, Elky. What? Dylan, this little party of yours is over. I was the captain of the Azimov Three till you pulled your pretty little political strings and had me demoted. I don't forget, friends, that I pay my enemies back in spades. Why are you both doing this? One step closer, Lieutenant Milano, and Lush gets fragged. The rest of you, drop your weapons. As to why, in case you didn't realize this, or Captain <clears throat> Pike here neglected to tell you, our wonderful captain here was drinking while on duty an hour ago. Lieutenant Rochelle witnessed this and has the evidence. I will entice the lovely Dr. Rand to test the cup to confirm the validity of this for the crew shortly. She's part of the coup too? But Dylan, why? Drinking on duty? I don't understand. No, Dr. Rand is not. Just the original complement of the Asimov Three. Myself and Lieutenant Rochelle here. Not you and the rest of Dylan's darlings. Yeah. And I said drop your weapons and some shields. Now, I will not ask you again. Yes, sir. As for our glorious captain here, before he became Mission Control Commander on Pluto, he was the captain of the Asimov One, saved most of the crew, and came back a hero after a disastrous mission in the government's eyes. Ah, whatever. Soon after, though, this hero's life began to unravel. After the debacle of the Asimov One mission and the apparent loss of his beloved Captain Danny Bird on the Asimov Two mission when it went missing, he developed uh, rather a liking for the bourbon, you see. In mass quantities, I'm afraid. There was an inquiry. I am assuming his best friend, Mr. Hightower, our intrepid navigator here, pulled some strings and kept him from being kicked out of the service. Am I right, Johnny boy? Screw you. <laughs> no, screw you. Take it from me, I am right. In any event, Dylan here ended up on Pluto took my command of the Asimov Three from me. I didn't like that, nor did my crew. Dylan here replaced most of them with you lot and then demoted the rest of us that remained in rank. That just didn't sit well with me. So now, Lieutenant Rochelle and I are taking over. I said drop your weapon, Dylan. No. What? <laughs> Yes, ma'am. God damn it. Yes, ma'am. Damn it. Damn it. She's in the damned Oval Office in the President's chair, for God's sakes. And I, 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 
I'm going to get, oh, mercy sakes, I'm going to get Corey Marshall. And with the intergalactic shams out, your transport will shine like new, even after a transit to the series colony in the asteroid belt. That shams out, only 1995. Put a sham now on your solar credit card and get a second shams out for free. Throw in a transit air freshener to hang from your control panel. Booyah! 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 <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> no, next time I'm keeping score. Veers, there's no way you got a part two on the 11th. <laughs> Even a former oh, linebacker can jump better than that. Did you know, Dick? I'm back in the Oval Office. Yes, it's Sergeant Hogan you hear. No, he's fine. Just uptight. Looks like he needs to tell me something. Well, I hope it's not about the Republicans. <laughs> yes, I know you are one, Veers. Hold on. Sergeant, here, take these. <laughs> Yes, sir. <laughs> I, 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 yes, I pray, I pray for you. I do. I'll see you on the lakes next Wednesday, Veers. Yes, deal. Now, Sergeant, what's going on? You look like you're about ready to fall. Is that, Sergeant, is that lipstick on your cheek? Sir, I... She... Kissed on she, uh, yeah, uh, she was in her uh, 3D bikini. I, I couldn't stop her. It, 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 well, she kissed me on the cheek and see, I, I couldn't. Did I mention I couldn't stop her? And she, well, she went, <coughs> she went in, she's in the Oval Office. Who? And, what in God's name are you talking about, Maureen? Bikini who? What is going on? Uh, sir, I, please don't court martial me, sir, please. No, 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 no one could have stopped her, sir. Stop. Who? Uh, uh, sir, uh, <sighs> say for yourself, <clears throat> sir. Oh, my. Mr. President. Oh, my. 3D bikini. My chair. My chair. Yes. Oh, me, Jillian G. Should I stand, Mr. President? Jillian G. 3D bikini. In my chair. Sergeant, what in the hell is going on here? Sir, uh, 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 sir, uh. Don't get all uh, mad at Sargy Wargy, Mr. President. We need to. Talkie walkie. Oh, Jillian. Frizzy wazzy. We need could you to stop talk. Jiggling. About I, CIA Director Carlson. Can't concentrate. Jiggling. Mm. Jillian, Hi, to concentrate. Treason. Jillian, I. Jillian, I. What? Carlson? And oh. what? What? Frizzy wazzy. We need to talk. But first, I need you to send a car for Carmen Cayandra because as easy as it was waltzing into the White House just wearing my 
3D bikini. You're going to want facts and concrete evidence of Carlson's committing of Julie, federal crimes Julie against I, humanity. Look, crimes against CIA Director Carlson. <clears throat> yes, Carlson. <clears throat> Sergeant, you can close the door now. The president and I need to <clears throat> talk. Yes, my <clears throat> And Mr. President, Sergeant, the car for Carmen. Wait, Jillian, I. Crimes against. Uh, yeah, yeah, right. Um, Sergeant, have the Secret Service get Carmen Kyandra over here, ASAP. Yes, sir. Now. Yes, go. sir. Now, let's. Jillian. <laughs> Looking for this, Adam? No plasma cartridge. Gun no worky. Funny, I seem to have forgotten to load yours and Mr. Rochelle's guns with clips. Oops. Shit. As I informed Ensign Shields, you need to familiarize yourself with said weapons. Isn't that right, Ensign Shields? Yes, sir. Wow, mine works. Everyone's works, Ensign, with the exception of Mr. Wentworth and Mr. Rochelle's gun here. As I said, oops. As for the drinking on duty charge, iced tea straight from the ship's stores for me. But I saw you. I smelled the cup. I can prove it. Switch the cups. Oh, did I forget to mention that? Again. Oops. Shit. Indeed, Mr. Wentworth. But trust me, I will discipline the navigator soon enough for his indiscretion. Wonderful. Thanks, Dylan. I never trusted either of you. But you're the best in service after John and I, so I kept you both for the Asimov 3. I was hoping I could trust you both to act in a professional manner, but this old spacer wasn't born yesterday. Here's the deal. Lieutenant Guy Rochelle, Lieutenant Commander Adam Wentworth, you both attempted a coup of my ship. 
you have both pointed weapons at your superior officer as well as the crew. And these are acts of treason, punishable by death. I could shoot you both here and now and be well within my military regs to do so. But I won't. What? Number one, we have no room on this ship for a brig, and we aren't getting any replacements, and being as we are light years away from the nearest outpost of humanity, you're all we have. So, I'm gonna forget this little incident. As long as you both follow my orders from here on out to the T, any indiscretion from here on out, and I'm basically just gonna sentence you both to death in whatever manner I think is appropriate. Do we have an understanding? Or do I line up a firing squad? Your call. Shit. You have my word. But this isn't over. Great. Then after this is over, I'll take you out behind the woodshed, Mr. Wentworth, and we'll see who comes out with a busted jaw. Hint, it won't be me. Now sit down in those chairs until I figure out what I'm going to do with you two. Now. Aye, sir. Yes, sir. All right, people, slight change of plans. Mr. Milano, you and Ensign Shields have the first watch. Dr. Rand, have you been able to contact the scout team? Dr. Rand? Dr. Rand? Dr. Rand, this is the captain. She's not answering, John. Come with me. Mr. Milano, you and Ensign Shields... Keep an eye on our conspirators while we check on Dr. Rand. Yes, sir. Oh, this just gets better and better, Dylan. You drank tea while I drank that crap. (laughs) Sorry about the setup, but I had a hunch. You realize I'm going to have to discipline you. Wonderful. (laughs) I'll have to restrict you to this asteroid for your breach of protocol. You know, till we take off, of course. Oh, thanks. Why keep these assholes around? You know how it is, John. Keep your friends close, keep your enemies closer. You know, plus they're good at their jobs, and now they're under my thumb, so... Shit, I wonder what's up with Dr. Rand. And me too. Hey, but where'd you get Rand anyway? The rest of us have worked on and off with you for years. You know... (laughs) I I can't for the life of me, remember? Yeah. 
Asimov 3, this is Scout Team 1. We have found something. I repeat, we have found something. The sphere in Sector 4, uh, minor, opened. We have warmed it. Heading back to base unless otherwise notified. Advise, Asimov 3, come in. Shit! Nothing! Answer? Wish I knew. Asimov 3, come in. We have wounded. This is Scout Team 1. We have found something. I repeat, we have found something. The sphere in Sector 4 Niner opened. We... we have wounded. Heading back to base unless otherwise notified. Advise. Asimov 3, come in. Shit! Original sci-fi audio drama, episode 3. Cast. Narrator, Jack Ward of the Sonic Society. Asmov 3 crew, Matthew Weller as Dylan Pike. Elaine Barrett as Sarah Shields. Chip Joel as Ray Milano. Jeff Ballard as John Hightower. Kim Giannopoulos as Dr. Melanie Rand. Adam Wentworth. Douglas of the Renaissance band Howell O. Paul Mannering as Guy Rochelle. Asimov III, Spec Op Marine. Jane Helsper is Tanya Milizhevet. Wolf, Jack Holsey. Bongo. Brian, Fokikio. Earthcast. Lothar Tuppen as Carlson. Dr. John Dane, PhD, as Dr. Dane. Amanda Fitzwater as Jillian G. Gwendolyn Johnson-Woodard of Gypsy Audio as Carmen Kayandra. Ginny Ward as Phoenix 6-9. Mark Olson as the President of the United States. Bill Holloway as Sergeant Hogan. The end credit computer was read by Gwendolyn Johnson-Woodard of Gypsy Audio. Music provided by Peter Wicks of Westlake Films. Brian Fokikio of the Seraphic Panoply, Thomas of Oakland's Dreamland, Rob Highfill, Douglas of Howl-O, and the Celestial Aeon Project. Written, mixed, and produced by Bill Holway. This has been a Broken Sea audio production. 
Chip Joel, You Will Be Missed. And I am Gwendolyn Jensen Woodard of Gypsy Audio. Thank you for listening. Ain't Timber, because Timber's still in Serenity. I buried him there. What do you mean, you buried him? I pulled this gun, and I put a hole in his head. Sarge, you didn't bury me. Lana Minx, prepare to be boarded. Things check out, we won't be staying long. Boys? Mom! Greetings, traveler. I am Initiative the Tenth Order, Lamangelo. Now move, Shepard. I don't know how long we have before things start going all to hell. I am afraid, Captain, it is far too late for that. Look who I've discovered. Hi. Would you please stop shooting at us? Well, that didn't work. Anyone else have a plan? Now, it don't need to go this way. I ain't been right more times than I've been alive. But I aim to do right a fraction more, when it counts. Firefly, old wounds. Hello, this is Alan Tudyk. And this is Nathan Fillion. Saying hello to the Sonic Society. If you're not listening to the Sonic Society, what are you doing? You're dead like wash, that's what. Please join us each week at the Sonic Society. You can find us at sonicsociety.org or at any of the major directories like the podcast Pickle or iTunes. Join us, won't you? And when you come, bring a friend. Bond. Dangerous. The relic! Sophisticated. Are you ready to order? Romantic. And beautiful. Bond. Lara Bond. I bet you didn't know James had a sister, did you? Move in! Double twelve. Lara Bond. Only at imaginationlane.net. What? You expecting someone else? In 1963, Pierre Boulle's book, La Planète des Sanges, known in English as Planet of the Apes, was published. In 1968, 20th Century Fox released Planet of the Apes as a major motion picture, creating a worldwide sensation that continues to this day. In 1975, Mike McCarthy, Tom McCabe, Michael A. Caulfield, and Bill Kenwright brought Planet of the Apes to stages in the United Kingdom. The history and script of which was preserved by Rich Handley of Hasline Books, Simeon Scrolls Magazine, and the Planet of the Apes Wikia site. In 2013, Broken Sea Audio, in arrangement with playwright Mike McCarthy, brings you the official audio drama adaptation of the UK stage production of Planet of the Apes. Don't move! Human. Okay, okay, my hands are up. Silence, beast! Human, what do you want here? We are friends. We come in peace. Come in peace, have they? 
We shall soon see about that. Put them in a cage. Yes, sir. Move, beasts. What? But we came in peace. In the cage. Human. This is Jake Sampson, Monster Hunter. I don't always listen to old-time radio or podcast audio dramas. But when I do, I prefer BrokenSea.com. Stay listening, my friends. Without warning, they came from the sky. Creatures similar in origin, yet so very different from us. Commander Taylor, the ship is now entering the the Barbarian Quadrant. Wonderful. Time has come for... I'm getting there. <sighs> Space. So ends my last signal until we reach our destination. We called them ignorant. Savages. Until one day, one of the beasts spoke. Taylor! Why'd you run away? Security police, Dr. Zira. I'm in charge of this man. Go louder, Dr. Zira. He is now in my custody. General Ursus. Get your stinking paws off me, you damn dirty ape. Taylor! and the teachings of our great lawgiver were called into question. Beware the beast man, for he is the devil's paw. Let him not breed in great numbers, for he will make a desert of his home and yours. Shun him, for he is the harbinger of death. Indeed, we learned the truth, and we exposed what had for many generations been forbidden. The man-beast also possessed an intellect, one that made him all the more dangerous. Praise the Alpha. Bless the Omega. Praise the wisdom of the bomb. Praise, Praise the wisdom, the wisdom, of, the wisdom of the bomb. <laughs> Join us once again as Broken Sea Audio Productions takes you beyond the imagination into the land beneath the planet of the apes. Adapted and expanded from the original script by Paul Den and Mort Abrams, based on the world created by Pierre Boulle. Only at BrokenSea.com.
Screen. Broken Sea Audio Productions would like to apologize in advance to anyone who is offended or otherwise concerned about the content of Ulysses, Galactic Guides and Bounties, Inc. As a gesture, we would like to offer a free gift. Send a stamped, self-addressed envelope to Sydney H. Ulysses, care of BrokenSeaAudio.com, the internet. We will then send you blueprints for a chasm-spanning structure. We suggest you utilize these to fill the bridge and get over it. In the year 1988, the crime rate in the United States rises 400%. The once great city of New York becomes the one maximum security prison for the entire country. A 50-foot containment wall is erected along the New Jersey shoreline, across the Harlem River, and down along the Brooklyn shoreline. It completely surrounds Manhattan Island. All bridges and waterways are mined. The United States police force, like an army, is encamped around the island. The prison's name, New York Maximum Security Penitentiary, Manhattan Island. There are no guards inside the prison, only prisoners and the worlds they have made. This is the Broken Sea Audio production of Escape from New York. You go in, find the president, and bring him out in 24 hours, and you're a free man. I'll think about it. No time. Give me an answer. Let's get a new president. Trade Center dead ahead. Should be there now. <laughs> Most mothers call their children little angels. Mine just happened to be right. What did that mean? I don't know, other than I heal faster and age slower than anyone around me. And sometimes, I know things. Something dark and evil is coming to Gypsy Cove. Something we're meant to stop. Myself, my family, and the good people of town. The problem is, in a town like this, good and evil don't wear signs, and no one knows for sure. I think, hope, and pray that I and my family are ready for what is coming. When the fight comes down, what side will you be on? Gypsy Cove, coming to Gypsy Audio, 2010. GypsyAudio.org. Yeah.
Right House Audio. This audio drama is not suitable for children, those of a sensitive constitution, and anyone who finds audio representation of extreme violence and gore disturbing. You have been warned. Right House Audio. What the hell do you want? <laughs> I'm Trixie Cluster Flaffy, your zombie cheerleader for the evening. Yeah, normal. <laughs> Everyday zombie. Fucking cheerleaders. <laughs> Here. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Don't get your panties in a knot. <laughs> now we are just hiding. What the fuck? Uh, I think I'm tripping, dude. I see dead people. Fucking zombie cheerleaders stomping on the herb. Grindhouse Audio presents <laughs> the most sickening audio production ever released from the studio that brought you dead, 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 and the town that went to hell. No, man, I'm fucking serious. Zombie cheerleaders. Zombie cheerleaders. In the 26th century, Earth thrives after recovering from nearly total ecological catastrophe. To prevent similar disasters from happening on other worlds, Earth and the Galactic Confederation built a massive interstellar arc the zooship Gaia. Commanded by Captain Elizabeth Monroe, Gaia's mission is to protect wildlife and habitats on worlds throughout the galaxy. These are their adventures. There are heroes. The galaxy is full of bad guys, and in order to take out the trash, you have to be willing to get your hands dirty. Oh, see, sensewoman! Why do you always have to do things the hard way? There are villains. You will all feel my wrath very soon. <laughs> we are the stuff of nightmares. We are all that civilized races fear in the dark. And there are those somewhere in between. I am an assassin woman. I am the assassin of assassins. I'm not a dog to grovel at your feet. I never ask anyone to grovel. That would be uncivilized. In Season 1 of Gaia's Voyages, 
these forces collide, and the fate of Gaia and her crew stands on the edge of a Venjari blade. Broken Sea Audio Productions presents Gaia's Voyages, only at www.brokensea.com. Ladies and gentlemen, this is your president speaking. I just wanted to say that I support Broken Sea Productions and all the fine work that they're doing for this country. Where's that intern? Hell, you think you can let that intern in here just for a couple minutes before I go see the Russian premiere? <laughs> I'm having problems lighting my cigar. Oh. I thought you would never ask. 